0: Welcome back to The Trade. I'm Gina Beck.
1: This is Drew Williams.
0: Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. We appreciate y'all, especially the Reason Apple Podcast. It really means a lot.
1: Yeah, and like always, thank you for the continued support, continued engagement, and the hashtag banana Cats.
0: And if you have a betrayal story and you want to come on, check the links in the description and reach out, and we'll get back to you. Absolutely. How are you, Drew?
1: I'm doing all right, G. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Um, excited to get into this podcast today. It's the beginning of 2021. I hope y'all are doing well and have a bunch of goals and, you know, just have a good year, better year than last year.
1: Yeah, try and be more positive this year. At least that's what we're trying to do over here.
0: This took place in Massachusetts. A police officer responding to a shoplifting incident, but decided that punishment didn't fit the crime. So he bought groceries for the suspects instead. It was five days before Christmas when officer Matt Lima responded to a stop in shop responding to a report of shoplifting. Upon his arrival, The officer learned that two women with two young children had not scanned all of their groceries at the self-checkout before exiting the store with numerous items not scanned. Lima took the two suspects aside and learned they had fallen upon hard times and attempted to take additional groceries so they could provide a Christmas dinner for the two children. The mother of the children was not working and had some other family issues going on and what she had taken was Christmas dinner for the kids. Officer Lima served the two women notice not to trespass forms and refused to file criminal charges. Lima's boss, Chief George McNeil, said that this incident is a true testament of the officer's great character and decision-making. The two children with the women reminded me of my kids, so I had to help them out, said the officer. Officer Lima then purchased gift cards in the amount of $250 with his own money so the woman could be able to purchase groceries for their Christmas dinner at another stop-and-shop location. I would like to personally commend Officer Lima for his actions, Chief McNeil said. They exemplify what it means to protect and serve the members of our community. He made the generous decision to not press charges and instead ensure that they would have a Christmas dinner they could enjoy.
1: These these type of stories, like... I think people need to hear more of them. There's, there, I think there's a lot more police officers that are like Officer Lima than there are, you know, the corrupt bad cops that just want to give you a ticket and put you in jail.
0: Right. I uh, People have a lot of negative things to say about law enforcement. But there is a lot of positive to say that is not blasted on the news or, you know, just right under people's noses that people don't really pay attention to. Because, ne- you know, negativity attracts more viewers than the positivity obviously so it's good to talk about stuff like this like you said and something that correlates with it is around the same time that this was posted a pastor you know had a new story come out about his bike being stolen and the response was to start a free bicycle repair service for for people in need instead of being angry or demanding that this person has criminal charges or pay him back he decided to work with the situation in a way to help others so he started fixing people's bikes and getting their bikes fixed and giving away bikes and all this other stuff so it's really cool when people use their mindset in a positive way instead of a negative way and help the people around them rather than
1: and you tearing hope it almost has down. like that domino effect because like take that pastor with the bikes cuz i think it's like something like 500 bikes or something like that were like put into his inventory. Right. When he asked for help to do this, you know, the chain, the domino effect of what that officer did for that family, you know, the kids might look at officers different now, you know, they didn't charge my mom more. We still got Christmas dinner. You know what I mean? That those type of impressions, I think could be long lasting and good for society.
0: Right. Exactly what you just said. Now within that home, I guarantee you the mom, the dad, the aunt, the uncle, whoever, will not be bad-mouthing, you know, law enforcement in which that gets passed down to children, in which they, if they have a run-in with the law, they might just remember how their parents talked about them and then, you know, they react in that way. They don't react in a respectful way. But now that could totally change a bunch of mindsets in, all around their community. This kind of
1: leads me to a, another I don't know how you would say it's completely related, but it's just more humanizing side of society that we need to hear right now. This was released January 1st on the Washington Post. High school student needed help with tuition, so an unlikely group stepped in, prison inmates. Shortly before Cy Newsom Green's sophomore year in high school, a family health crisis ate up the money that would have paid his tuition at a private Catholic school he'd been attending for a year. His father needed a heart transplant, his mother lost vision when a softball hit her eye, and both parents lost their jobs. Sai was thriving and happy at an all-boys Palma School in Salinas, California, and the school could provide some scholarship help, but not enough to cover the $12,900 annual tu- tuition. That's when an unlikely group of people stepped up with the remainder of the tuition, the inmates at nearby Correctional Training Facility, also known as Soledad State Prison. The inmates pulled the money they earn bit by bit from doing prison jobs such as cleaning and clerking. They raised a total of $32,000 over about three years, which is remarkable considering the feat that prisoners earn a base wage of $0.08 an hour for the many daily jobs they do, such as mopping floors. I broke down and started crying because I knew where the money was coming from, said Sai's father, Frank Green, about the donation. Green, 49, had recently lost his job with the limo company. The inmates started gathering their money in fall of 2016, and they collected enough to cover of size high school tuition starting with his sophomore year in 2017. They raised $24,000 from their own pockets and also received an, an additional $8,000 in donations from outside the prison. The project was first reported in CNN back then, Cy, who is now 19 and graduated from Palma School in 2020, attends the Academy of Art University in San Francisco where he plays on a basketball team. Definitely a surprise and a huge honor, he said of the inmates' donations to him. That's not something that happens every day. The idea for scholarship was hatched in a prison school book group called Exercises for Empathy, a Palma School program now in the 17th year. Before the lockdown, juniors and seniors and teachers and some community members would take regular trips to the prison to read and discuss books with inmates working on self-improvement. The program was started by Jim Micheletti, English and theology teacher and director of campus ministry at Palma, who said both the students and inmates found that book discussions deeply meaningful. The boys and inmates would often become close and sharing ideas and feelings, he said, but never did he imagine the inmates would come together to support a student in this way. Oh, gosh, I was in disbelief. I couldn't believe it, Michaeletti said. I thought, wow, I'm living in a dream here with this. Former inmate Jason Bryant, one of the leaders of the scholarship fundraising, said that the approximately 2,000 inmates from his unit and about one in three agreed to donate twice a year. So some donated as small as a dollar. It went up as much as $100, with the most donations being in the amounts of like 5 to 10. I think that inherently most people, even those of us who have made the worst decision in our lives, would be part, want to be part of something good, said Bryant, 41, who earned a bachelor's and two master degrees remotely while in prison. The idea when we started was just so good when we can help some young man get a head start that a lot of us didn't have. Brian likes to tell the story of a day in fall of 2016 they came up with the scholarship idea at Soledad Prison where he served 20 years for armed robbery. Students and inmates were in a book group discussing the book they'd read about different kinds of prisons. A prisoner of war camp described in Ernst Gordon's Gordon's Miracle on the River Kai. Something clicked. Inside that POW camp, there were attitudes, behaviors that were very similar to what you typically see in prison today, with gangs and scarcity mindset. A small group of men made a different decision and they decided to look out for each other. In the book, the characters use the term mucking for having each other's back. Fellow inmate Ted Gray, who was Bryant's co-defendant in the Fatal Robbery in 99, leaned over to Bryant and said to him, Jay, we need to muck for a young man to attend Palma School. They came up with a scholarship idea and soon asked Michael and Eddie to recommend a student in need. He told them about Cy, who seemed to be the perfect fit. It was quickly decided that in five inmates who called themselves the Phoenix Alliance, including Bryant and Gray, who went from cell to cell encouraging fellow prisoners, most of whom who earned less than $20 a month at their jobs to donate what they could twice a year. Bryant and his fellow team leaders told Sy's story to the inmates and asked for donations. Over three years, with some outside help, they raised the tuition. They sent the money to the school a few times a year to keep up with the tuition bills. In prison, inmates spend their money on on on-site general store where they can buy snacks, hygiene items like toothpaste and deodorant. The state provides only soap, clothing, toilet paper, and meals. While most prison jobs pay pennies on the hour, a few prison jobs, such as making furniture, pay a dollar an hour. That's really crazy and sad that they get paid that low. The $32,000 that the inmates raised include $8,000 kicked in by creating restaurants Restorative opportunities and programs, a nonprofit group that Gray and his father started in 2008. All five Phoenix Alliance members are out of prison, and four of them, including Bryant, the director of restorative programs, now work at a nonprofit organization which is based in Folsom, California. So this was just another one of those stories, and this this goes into super detail about how they got the program going and. Things like that. But it was just really cool to see guys, like I was saying, how crazy it is making eight cents an hour, donating twice a year to put some kid that's not even their own through school. And it's just, I think it's uh, just a testament of how cool humans can be when they want to be. Even some people stuck in really bad situations like state prison.
0: Yeah, 100% it's an interesting perspective on things for sure. And I think everybody has their own opinion, but I totally agree.
1: But yeah, that was just one of those things that, uh, I don't know. I like seeing more positive things like that, especially coming from a big platform like Washington post who never really has anything positive to say. I feel
0: like. Yeah, exactly. I think that it's a good change, right? A good change in the media.
1: At least for now, hopefully.
0: (laughs) Uh, 100%. Uh, Let's end it on that note. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. We appreciate y'all. We really love y'all. You guys are amazing. Banana cats. Much love. Peace.